This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey. Crack open a LaCroix Please put your hands together And make a little noise For your favorite wildcatters The handsome Bosco Boys Bosco's Boys Come on, boys Welcome back to Bosco's Boys Podcast The boys are back uh, We continue Blitz Month Outline And this time it's a little different Because it's game week um, but before we talk to our special guest today, I just want to talk to you guys about Spotify Green Room, the greatest invention for podcasting ever. It's a live audio only platform, free to download. We go live every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. It's free to download, free to join. Join Scott and I, plus other K State fans across the country, K State insiders, former players, sometimes even people on the coaching staff just randomly pop in. So it's a lot of fun. If you were on last week, you know how much fun it can be. And it can, can get a little wild, especially in the chat. So uh, check it out. Wednesday, 7 p.m., download Spotify Green Room. We will see you on Wednesday night. And without further ado, I welcome back to the show an old buddy of mine, former All-Big 12 tight end and Big 12 champion, Travis Tannehill. How's it going, Travis? Pretty good, Grant. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm, I mentioned to you before we started, I'm – running on fumes i don't know if we're hitting some baby sleep regression or what but we got like maybe two hours last night it was oh, pretty bad yeah that was yeah. uh two weeks ago kid got sick it was brutal so no sleep yeah. is no fun keep those babies sleeping much a lot better i'm doing my best at that but um you're still in manhattan how close how close are you to the program these days and are you um planning on participating in any media activities this year yeah i mean I, you know, when the transition happened with the new coaching staff, I mean, obviously that most, I didn't know most of the staff at that point. Um, obviously I played, played with Colin Klein. So he's still one of our good buddies at Shaylin and or his wife, Shaylin and my wife are pretty good friends. Um, got to know coach Riley a little bit, just uh, through Colin, uh, him and his wife, they're, they're good people. But other than that, I don't really have that close of a relationship with me and the staff, which is, which is good and bad. I mean, I kind of like knowing all those guys, but um, you know, just from a, non-biased standpoint it's easier for me to uh see the team and a little more um you know just, just the natural uh, what the team is and not have any bias from uh, liking this coach or disliking that coach so um but media standpoint i, I will be uh smaller email media day doing some pregame stuff uh so uh, that's about the only thing on, on the docket this year is pregame stuff for k-state which is always fun 
uh, get to talk to his stateless more, which is always a good time. He's, uh, no, he's a guest on the show and uh, just an all around good dude. So, yep, that's about all we got this year. Well, I guess obviously you are participating in media. You're currently on the biggest show, one of the biggest sports shows currently in America, maybe globally. Exactly. So, I mean, you are many, participating. Maybe not actually. NFL, but at least college football. It's the biggest college football show in all of America, actually. 100%. So, we've made it through 18 months of you know, COVID setbacks, we kind of trudged through a, a half-assed COVID year of 10 games. Half the teams in the country didn't even make it to like six games. So how good does it feel? You know, it's officially game week so far. We're looking at a normal year. How excited are you, are you to be back in a packed stadium here soon? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, I went to being closer to Manhattan, you know, smaller called me up quite a bit last year just because uh, to do the pregame show. So I, I made most of the games last year and it was a um, awkward crowd would be the best way to describe it. I mean, you know, everyone's kind of, it's just, you know, like 20% full. So it's just, it's not very fun. It's not very exciting. You know, the crowd, uh, you know, draws energy off itself. It draws energy off the players. The players draw energy off the crowd. So it was a, it was a unique year with, with all sorts of, you know, trials and, ups and downs and like you said it's just you know most teams we were very fortunate to get the amount of games in that we did last year um but but overall yeah i couldn't be more excited for this year this is what coach Kleiman's you know first year didn't really count last year didn't really count just because of covid so i think this is a big a big test for him in a big year and, and i think fans are going to want to see some improvement or uh, you know, the fans are going to start getting a little frustrated. So it'll be curious to see if, you know, he and the team arises to that occasion um, and just moving forward, just how kind of what, you know, what the season's going to bring. Cause I, I'm really excited. It's, uh, you know, last year was the worst. So this year is going to be a lot more fun. It was the worst. Speaking of crowd, um, you are going to the Stanford game in Dallas. I'm going to the Stanford game, but there's some anxiety about the turnout. Maybe that's just for me today, but what kind of fan turnout do you expect? And do you think we'll have, you know, at least somewhat of an advantage? I think we will, but how big do you think it'll be? Well, I was going to go, but now I'm not. So sorry to, to ruin Oh, that. that hurts. Yeah, the uh, the old wife uh, is like, she's pregnant again. So uh, we were going to go, but now she's pregnant and she's not feeling well. So we're going to stay home and watch on TV um, due to baby number two on the way. So, um that's news to me. So congratulations. I, yeah, well, I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, the plan was to go and then that kind of sidetracked us, but uh, over, I mean, I still think it's going to be, you know, there's, there'll be more fans in the stands that are purple than, than red, uh, whether it gives us an advantage or not. I mean, that stadium's so big. It's, it's, we're going to be hard. It's, we're not going to fill it up. We're not going to have any crowd noise uh, or, or it'll, it'll be loud and loudy, but it's not going to create any um, advantage. I just think, you know, It'll be good to see those players didn't get to play in front of a lot of fans last year. So I think emotionally it'll help them, uh, you know, to, to have a solid turnout. And I think we will. I know quite a few people that are going. Um, if, you know, bar, barring my wife getting pregnant, we would have been there. So, uh, you know, it's drivable. I, I know there's a lot of criticism uh, with, with the game getting moved down there just from, you know, one less home game and all that fun stuff, which, which I see. But it's, you know, it's drivable. It's affordable. You know, you don't got to fly. You can get down there. You can get a hotel for it relatively affordably. So, uh, you know, I think it's good. It's fun. Most more years than not, we'd be down there uh, with, you know, thousands and thousands of K-State fans cheering on the Cats. So it should be a good environment. And, uh, you know, the end of the day. as long as you win, it doesn't really matter where you play. Yeah, I don't really care. Just want to win the game at this point. So Stanford's over under three and a half wins. Um, 
but many are picking them to beat the Cats. I haven't seen a lot of people picking the Cats to win. What's your confidence level going into game one? I mean, Stanford's just a weird team. I mean, they only played six games last year. They won their last four. They graduated everyone. So it's like, I just, I, I have no idea. I mean, they, they could come out and beat, you know, a top three or two or three team in the Pac-12 that they've been, you know, holding their cards all offseason and all last year. And uh, so I, I don't know. I think that's kind of where everyone else is. And that's why you're seeing, you know, all the lines I've seen are, you know, very close. Uh, K-State's a, what's, what's K-State favored? Three points, six points? It's not I, think we're, I think we're dogs. We're dogs, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So what are we, like a three-point dog, I think? Probably something like that. I don't know. I haven't seen, but I haven't. Okay, so, yeah. One score or less dog is the last I saw. I think I saw a three or four-point dog. Um, and, and so it's, you know, I think it's just kind of what K-State team are we going to get? Are we going to get, uh, you know, Skyler's played up and down? Uh, you know, obviously, anytime you have a, what, sixth-year quarterback, you you should be relatively decent. Um, got a chance to win some close ball games. So I think, you know, it's going to be one of those coin flip games. And like you mentioned, the crowd noise might help us out or, or the crowd energy might help us out. Uh, but overall, I mean, I like our odds. I think, you know, for if we're going to pick a big-time non-conference game, um, you know, there's some years where you don't want to play Stanford. And this is this is one of those years where they, they might be slightly down and you got a chance to get a big win under your belt um, and, you know, a big good name brand win uh, for that non-conference record, which is always uh, always special and good to get. Yeah, I totally agree with that thought process. Um, kind of thought of that myself today. I see a lot of people talking down on Stanford, and I know they graduated a lot of people, but I wouldn't be using last year as a measuring stick um, to be looking at this year. I mean, we don't do that for – I don't do that for anyone else. I don't do it for K-State. I don't do it for Iowa State, so I don't know why I'm doing it for Stanford. So, And most important question, what are we going to be wearing on Saturday? Traditional homes, or do we mix it up in Jerry World? Shoot, I don't know. I mean, I love the white helmets. So I prefer the white helmets with the white pants, but um, yeah, I don't love the white helmets with the silver pants. So I think yeah. I don't either. I think that's yeah, a terrible look. Yeah, you gotta silver be consistent. Helmet, silver pants or white helmet, white pants. Um, keep it that. I prefer the white helmets with the white pants with the um, with the power cast guy. I love the script cast. Don't get me wrong, but uh, just just the white looks so good. I agree. I would love to see some more variants this year um, with uniforms, but I expect traditionals. Um, before, before we get into the blitz questions, just going to drop Spotify green room real quick. One more time. It's that live audio only platform free to download. We go live Wednesday nights at 7 PM free to download, free to join, join Scott and I, plus other cats fans, um, cats, insiders, players, sometimes coaches download it. Spotify green room. We'll see you guys Wednesday night. And uh, let's do it. Let's get into the blitz questions. Um, as we get closer, it's been interesting to see the variance of these answers. Um, so I'm interested to see what you have to say, but let's just get it kicked off. Starting with the offensive side of the ball, who's going to be your offensive MVP this year? I'm going to go with Skyler. Um, I mean, yeah, the second caveat to your question of, if it's not Deuce or Skyler, who's it going to be? Because I think those are the two, uh, the two obvious answers. Take a coin flip. I, I'm just excited to watch Skyler play. Just you know, going out last year at, like he did, um, you know, with with that with that bad injury. So excited to watch him play. I think he's got you know, quote unquote, revenge to it or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but it, it's going to be you know, it's a six year, six, six year, right? No, no, not fifty. Six year quarterback, which is you know, the the the, the game has to be so slow for him. He's got to be processing that game uh, so efficiently, and, and you know, he's just going to have. I think what, what, you know, his best year yet, just going to keep, he's gotten better every single year um, until last year he got hurt. So I think Skyler's the, 
Again, I, I, not that I expect a, a sophomore slump from Deuce. I think Deuce is going to put up some crazy good numbers as well. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. But I think Skyler, uh, you know, at that quarterback position, he's going to be your MVP. Completely agree. I think it's Skyler. I don't think Duke, Deuce is even close in that conversation, but that's my opinion. Let's go to the other side of the ball. Defensive MVP. Who do you got? I'm going to go McPherson. Um, draw McPherson. I, just, I know on the stat line, he doesn't show up a ton at the end of the game on the stat line, but he just – He's got that. He just he flies around a lot, and he he's an emotional player. He, you know, he makes some big plays. So I just, he's just the one guy last year that I remember sticking out and just being like, that guy's just a hair better than everyone else. So uh, Drawn McPherson, I think he's um, you know played a lot of snaps last year, so he's, he's got some some snaps under his belt, and uh, you know should be a good guy to have back on the back end of that defense. Yeah, I keep forgetting about him, which is not a reflection of his ability. It's more so a reflection on me. But um, oh, I had to look at it too. It, it, last year, I like, you know, I paid attention to K State, but it's just a weird year. So yeah, I, I had to dig up too deep for these questions. I was like, all right, who graduated? Who didn't graduate? Yeah, um, you know, hate, who, who's coming back? And and there's some new faces, lots of transfers, and some young guys, you know, getting on the too deep. So it should be fun to see some of these young guys playing too. I like J Mac. Good experience knows the defense well and uh he seems like kind of a high havoc player i wouldn't be surprised if he had a lot of forced turns turnovers this year but uh let's go back to the offense who's going to be your young breakout player and that's got to be a freshman or sophomore with eligibility um or freshman or sophomore eligibility that hasn't made a major impact yet oh keating garber um I know there's a lot of new faces too. I mean, I wanted to go with, I mean, truthfully, I wanted to go with Deuce, but I know he's young, but he, he can't count. Um, you know, Jacardi Wright, you know, he, he had enough snaps last year. I think he defused uh, from that place. I said, I watched Cade Warner as well, um, you know, the transfer. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you know, the whole wide receiver room is still very average at best. Um, so, you know, have a lot of guys that, that are probably going to get some playing time just because I don't think, uh, you know, there's too many guys that, that stand out. Uh, so yeah, no, I think we're going to go, you know, Keenan Garber is probably my number one choice. Uh, but there's a lot of guys that I think we're, there's going to be a lot of new faces out there that we're going to have to, uh, get used to seeing play. Would be enormous for this offense. If Garber had a breakout year, I would love to see that. Uh, yeah. what about defense? Same question. Defense. I got to go with my late, the East guy, Nate, Nate Matlock. So, uh, redshirted last year, absolute, uh, phenomenal freak in the weight room. Uh, defensive end, Nate Matlock. So he's uh, listed on the two deep right now as, as the backup. I don't remember if it was nice. right or left or stronger weeks, however they do it. But um, listed on the two deep, I mean, he's your 40-whatever-inch vertical, 6'4", um, one of the better athletes we've seen come through Kansas State in a long time. So hopefully it doesn't always translate to the football field, but uh, with him getting that two deep, that shows me that that's going to translate. I know he's put a lot of weight on. Uh, so the late the East Hawk, Nate Matlock, excited to watch him play this year. I'm super excited about him as well. So I have high hopes. Freak, man. In some of his videos, I'm just like, man, the guy who I had like a 30 inch vertical, which is like very low <laughs> in the big grand scheme of like college football athleticism. And, and I'm just like, man, if I could jump like you, I'd be so good. But I'm excited to see it. I hope he goes off. Um, all right. This is probably my favorite question. And their answer has been, kind of interesting what is your pendulum game of the year that that's meaning the one game that if we win it it swings the season towards possibly being great if we lose it could swing toward possibly being bad yeah and hold on let me i have a schedule pulled up where to go (laughs) there's a lot honestly there's a lot of 
logical you answers. You going can out a lot different. I mean, you know, we open up at Stanford, then you know, hopefully two cupcake games, um, and then you know, we got OU, Iowa State back to back. I remember that. So um, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go with Iowa State just because we're about the midway point of the season, if I recall. Um, we're gonna be back to back OU then Iowa State. You know, if we lose to Stanford, win the next two. Um, and then we open up at Okie state on the road and then at Oki got... state, which is going to be a t- it's always a tough ball game. And then we could lose to Oklahoma and we could lose to Iowa state. I mean, we could find ourselves two and four at <laughs> yeah. the, at the halfway point. Um, so I think that the season starting off is, is, is tough. So, um, but you find a way to beat Stanford, you win your two non-cons, um, you know, you, you always win a tough Oklahoma state game and then you got the, the momentum going into Oklahoma and Iowa state. So, um, you know, I think that Iowa State game is kind of the pivotal moment just because I think we'll know a lot about this team by the time we get to Iowa State. But, um, so yeah, either Iowa State, you know, or even that Oklahoma State game, if you wanted to need the momentum in order to beat a good OU team and a good Iowa State team, I could see that being a big, big game as well. But the second half of the season gets a little, uh, a little more friendly. So if we're two and six, you know, don't give up. We can still find a way to get people eligible by the end of it. Kind don't of a downer. Be, kind of a downer, dude. I, I'm not saying we're going to be two and six. I'm just um, saying. Let me ask you this. What game or is there a specific game you're looking most forward to? Honestly, I'm looking forward to Stanford. I mean, just all the conference realignment crap that's going on and getting to play someone in a different conference. I just hope we pummel them. I would just, love to put on a show. I would love to pummel them. And, and, and you know, the conference realignment has been so frustrating. Like, I know it's not about wins and losses, but you put – you know, you put us up against anyone. We're in the top half of any conference in this country. And then even when you bring in the TV statistics, you know, we're, we're in the top whatever percentage. It's like, you know, we're making everyone money. And so yeah. it's like you talk about the money, you talk about the wins, and I'm like, why does no one want us, per se? Um, it, it's been very depressing and frustrating, and I don't quite get it. Um, and, and so – and not just conference realignment's been exhausting this year. So – uh, but yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm really excited for that Stanford game. All of last year, not getting able to, you know, really have a real season. The emotion really wasn't there. I wasn't near as excited to watch games as I usually am. So I'm uh, slowly but surely trying to ease into the work week and uh, make it to Saturday while getting a little bit of work done. Because I know if I get too excited, I'll just read up on the cats all day long and not get any work done. <laughs> I that was pretty much me today. I'm just trying yeah. to make it to Wednesday. So. Sure. I'm going to take Friday off. A little easier for me. I'm just taking Friday off. (laughs) Um, All right. Official predictions. What's the Cats' final record? Let's see. I usually just say the wins. That way I got a buffer with the bowl game. And if if you're, like, worried about being too high, I picked KSA to win 12 games yesterday. So 12 games officially on the record? Yep, I did. Fuck it. Um, (laughs) So don't worry. There's no – yeah, there's no I'm, wrong I'm, answers I'm gonna, anymore. I'm gonna go eight and four. Um, I, I feel confident we can do eight and four. I, I, I think OU is gonna be tough. I think we made them pretty mad last year, and so they're gonna come in and put that's know. what they said in 20, 2019, though. You know, yeah, sure, but um, they're better now than they were last year. So yeah, you look at Mr. Rattler when we played him, to the end, I mean, we got him at the right time. I mean. I remember watching him play against us. I was like, this kid sucks. I think we, you know, I think we'll get him at the right time this season. Yeah, it sounds like we're going to have him on their first Big 12 conference game. It's his first true road game. game. Yeah, first true road game. Going into against, you know, a hostile crowd. And you know, 
after all this realignment shit, it's going to be boiling in Manhattan. So especially oh, yeah. if we happen to be four and zero or something like that, then I mean, yeah, I might. Uh, it's I'm a it's possible. The other opposing team fans, but I might find no you fans just because just for principle. Um, but no, I think OU's going to be tough. Iowa State's going to be good this year. They're going to be tough. I think Texas. Um, you know, I I feel like we used to always have Texas number, but we can't really say that anymore. So um, I think those three games are, are probably a little too. There's still a little bit too much of a talent gap to overcome those three games. I think we probably drop those three and then we find, you know, we drop one other game, whether that's Stanford or whether that's, you know, Oklahoma State, TCU, Baylor, Texas Tech, one of those games. Um, I think we'll maybe slip up one more time. So eight and four is what we're going with. Win the bowl game. We're going to win the bowl game, though. So eight and four is going to put us in a winnable bowl game. And then we're going to win the bowl game, be nine and four. And uh, Coach Kleiman will have some momentum going into next year. We're going to have Will Howard. Um, and Jake Rubley QB battle going in the next off season. Uh, and no rumors of him getting fired. He's going to win enough games to keep the hot seat rumors off at bay and, uh, keep all those critics on the sideline and no distractions heading into next year. And really we can watch him, you know, shift this program in the right direction. Cause up until this point, I still, he's, you know, he's been dealt a pretty tough card, just don't dealt a pretty tough hand, just like everyone else has in the country. So I'd like to see him be able to get his systems in place. Um, and, you know, really watch him be able to watch his teams progress over, you know, a two- or three-year period. Nine and four would be a fine season, but I'm going to roll Ooh. the dice, and I'm, I'm going for 12. So who's well, going to be in the uh, – well, What's the general consensus of everyone? I mean – I'd say it's anywhere from it's, – it's generally 75, eight, and four. People are fairly optimistic, um, yeah. at least the people I've talked to. I don't know. I haven't listened to any of the Scott shows, so unfortunately. But maybe I will this week. Just, you know, the Big 12 so like – Obviously, you know, OU, I would say, is, you know, probably the, the biggest. It's like four to seven. Anything can really happen with those teams. Right, no, even two to seven. Yeah. It's like, you know, I mean, even Iowa State's very beatable. Um, Texas is very beatable. So it's like, you know, it's OU and then everyone else. And you find a way to beat OU, you know, next thing you know, you're at the top of the yeah. at the top of the list. So, uh, so yeah, it, it's, a, you know, there's KU at the bottom. But other than, other than OU and KU, anyone in the middle there can beat anyone. So. So another official prediction, who's going to be in the Big 12 championship this year? Oh, unfortunately, I think it'll be OU and Iowa State. Okay. That's pretty much the number one answer. Family Feud, the number one answer. Um, And last question. In 2020, I'm going to change this a little bit. In 2023, what does the conference outlook like for Kansas State? Who, Who are we playing with? You mean like conference realignment? Is that what you're, okay? I, I didn't quite understand. So not next year, but the year after. Year what after. is the conference? Well, like I mean, that would State? mean an early departure for Texas and OU. Is that what you're assuming? I'm asking you. Okay. Um, How do you think it plays out? I don't know. I don't think anyone knows. I don't think Gene knows. I don't think anyone knows. So, um, but I, I mean, I, I would, I, I would want to. I would like to see the Big 12 stay together. Um, I think there's a giant swath of land in the middle of the country that would be unrepresented if, you know, we all joined the Pac-12 or we all joined the Big 10 or, you know, split it up or whatever. Um, So I I like there being a a middle of the country Midwest conference. Um, So, you know, the obvious, you know, the UCFs, the Cincinnati's, the Houston's, um, you know, that type of model, the BYU's, all those teams we, we, we hear, you know, Wyoming, Colorado State, Air Force, you know, I would, I, I'm all on board getting any and all of those teams, um, 
here if we join the mountain west i'll i don't know what i'll do but it won't be pretty so <laughs> uh so yeah let, let's keep keep k-state in the big 12 grow the big 12 to the big 12 or the big 14 or whatever we want to call it uh but that, that's what i would want to see happen i hope that's what uh you know the big 12 commissioner bullsby bowsby whatever his name is um i hope that's what he's up to because uh i i don't like college football near as much if we're playing yeah teams it's not going to be fun well i mean it all seems to be kind of pointing to the eight staying together with expansion in the near future unless you know one team kind of judices the rest of the other right yeah eight but yeah there seems to be pretty much radio silence or a definitive no from the other conferences in terms of expanding so right it looks like we're going to expand ourselves which i think would be we should be doing that immediately five years ago i mean when everyone else did i mean i i never even like you know, the Big 12 only having 10 teams sucks. Like, let's at least have to know. I agree. So, um, so yeah, no, I think it was inevitable. I think there's plenty of good ball teams out there uh, that'll be in the top, honestly, they'll be in the top half of the conference. And so, uh, we, you know, we'll miss our, you know, quote-unquote blue bloods. We'll miss the OUs of the world. Um, and we'll miss Texas revenue money, even though they suck. Um, but, you know, there's still a lot of good football being played, uh, you know, from, from the top half of, of the Big 12. And, and, you know, some of the top tiers and, uh, you know, in the, in the AAC or the, or the Mountain West. So let's go poach them. We're better than them. We got better TV contracts. Uh, let's not apologize for, for being a Power 5 conference. I mean, the SEC is not, not apologizing. You know, they came in and stole our team. So let's go down there and steal their teams. And, uh, you know, that's the way the world works. Yeah, we won't replace the financial and uh, national brand of OU in Texas, but the product on the field and the court could hypothetically improve if we added four teams, you know, top to bottom. So that's all I got for you though today. Thanks for coming on Travis. It's always a pleasure. Tell the people where to find you on Twitter, tell the drop, whatever you want to drop about your business, get yourself some extra business, whatever you can do. Do it. Right now. Okay. Uh, what is Twitter at Travis Tannehill 80? I think maybe Travis underscore Tannehill 80. I don't know. Follow Grant. We're mutual friends. So <laughs> Grant retweets me every once in a while. Grant's back work. on Grant's yeah. back on Twitter. Which is, For now, uh, you can follow me and maybe find Travis. <laughs> incognito. Um, and then, now that's really it. I mean, I don't, I don't need to plug the business. So we're, we're, uh, follow, <laughs> just follow the media stuff. You know, when we do a K-State game day with Smaller, uh, try to try to turn in, tune into that show. We put a lot of work into that show. Um, pretty proud of that production. So uh, tune into that and uh, keep hanging out with uh, Grant and Scott and Bosco's boys. Perfect. Thank you for coming on, folks. Meet me at the Cathead. It's time to get set for the cat attack. You can feel the excitement. You can feel it coming on. For Kansas State, the feeling's growing strong. You can join in the action. This is where you want to be. With Kansas State, come on, set your spirit free. Our pride is with the cats. Kansas State, come on, join the cat attack. Kansas State, excitement's in the air. Kansas State, the fun is being there. Having a good time there. Purple and white we share. Showing our colors everywhere. Kansas State, our pride is with the cats.
Podcast Network.